The following is a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you may hear do not necessarily represent the views of KUNV Las Vegas, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hi, this is Leah Crawford. And I'm Rhonda Nolan. Welcome to the Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda show. We're here for you and we're ready to go. Let's do it. Good morning, Las Vegas. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Hey. Have have you been out for your morning walk yet? You know it's time to exercise before you go to your job and have fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you know, you, you got to take that walk at 5 a.m. Yeah, you do. It's hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> take that walk at 5 a.m. And you, but it's, but walking does a, walking does a body good. It does. Walking, the, walking does a mind good. It does the mind great. Does the mind amazing. Yes. It, um, not only, just walking. It's a simple walk. You know, maybe a couple miles, maybe one, two miles, three, four times a week. Yes, entrepreneurs and business managers and owners, you still have to exercise. You need to free your mind. Free your mind. Which means you need to get up early and go for a walk in your neighborhood or at your neighborhood neighborhood park or ride your bike or hit that gym if you feel like it, you know, for about 30 minutes to an hour. But entrepreneurs need to release the stress, and that's one of the ways to do it. It's the walk. Walking, workout. I remember one time I was on yoga for a minute. You sure were. Hot yoga. Hot yoga hot yoga so <laughs> and it was 30 minutes from my house so it was getting up early in the morning getting to the studio so we're talking about maybe a three hour debacle in the morning from 4 30 to about 7 <laughs> 30 but what I can tell you is when I was doing it consistently the clarity the peace of mind and the ride there was one thing. And then when I'm driving home, you know, people are getting ready to go to work. So it's more traffic out there. But that early morning drive when there's no one out there, it's quiet, not a lot going on. It was it was peaceful. Then in the yoga studio, then driving home, even though everybody else was speeding, I was still going my pace and get home, sit down, get dressed and start my day. It's peaceful. You need that as an entrepreneur because we, we have so many different hats that we wear and we have so much on our plates sometimes we just need to you release and that's a great way of releasing without doing anything that's you know not good for your body right and walking yeah walking walking riding bikes riding bikes jogging whatever your pleasure is we were even doing yoga in the park in Summerlin on Sundays oh wow so yeah we um, a group of girlfriends and I we were going to the park in Summerlin and that park is apps oh my god absolutely gorgeous because you see the mountains in the background you got soccer players you got this you got that and we just put brought out a laptop and and we started namaste in the middle of the park and <laughs> and i was oh my god it was it was actually fun but today Rhonda, we're gonna talk about something different because there are more grants out here because we are not out of covid we are not yet. we're not we're not we're not and, and we're not going to be we're not, and I, well, we're on month number, let me see, that's, that's 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, we're in the 16th month, 16th, 17th month. We are, and according to news articles, uh, the people now that are getting sick with COVID are people who have not been vaccinated, and mm-hmm. uh, that's causing a big problem, especially with this new variant that has come over from whatever country it came from. Uh, we're in trouble again. We're going to be in trouble again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just tell everybody, just wear your mask and wash your hands and try to stay as safe as you possibly can. 
until we can get past all this stuff. Because what we don't want to have happen is we don't want to shut back down again because that was not fun. Okay. For entrepreneurs or consumers. <laughs> it was it was scary at first. It was scary at first. Um, it was scary. I, I, I say it to me, it was bittersweet. It was bittersweet because I it was bitter in that I, I thought I didn't know what was going on. It was sweet because I really got to sit down, spend some time with my daughter, spend some time with my family that we are always rushing past each other. But we really got to spend some quality time together. So I actually I, I you know, it was bittersweet for me. I mean, that part was good. And I enjoyed that. Well, yeah, I know you enjoyed that part. All of my friends with families did enjoy that part. But for us entrepreneurs who had to close our businesses and didn't have any income and then had to deal with that all That was the, the scary part. That was the scary part. That was and scary to deal part. with all the rigmarole and, and for some of us who are not computer literate, you know, who's having a hard time trying to fill out those applications to get monies and grants, you know, to keep the lights on and whatnot. It was rough. But what I did teach me, though, was um, when we do start operating again, putting that emergency fund up. Right. Saving money. Right. Saving money. If your business is back... And you are making money and you're being profitable and you're making money just like it was before COVID hit. One of the lessons you should have learned is saving. Well, you want to know what? Let's talk about that, though, because when you have a business. Right. And this is a model that I learned um, some time ago. And it's it's about breaking the percentages of your money down Mm -hmm. and training yourself to save as an entrepreneur, because Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, um, you don't have a 401, you don't necessarily have a, a pension plan. Right. You have to basically save for your retirement, save for save for whatever it is that you want to do off right. the money that you're making. And you have to find out what the advantages are. And I was um, reading a book and I love to, you know, I love to read. And the guy was, he had this simple formula. And I'm like, if you follow the simple formula, you can start to see how you can save money so what he did was he took ten thousand dollars say you earn ten thousand dollars a month as an entrepreneur right because we get our money before taxes Mm -hmm. you would take 50 percent of that for all of your expenses in your office so that that'd be five thousand dollars right and this is the ultimate plan right Mm -hmm. and then you would take another thousand dollars put that aside for taxes Mm -hmm. right and you would put another thousand dollars aside to pay yourself Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's 10 percent and the mm-hmm. numbers can change. Right. And then you would put another thousand for a savings. I'm sorry, another two thousand for savings. Mm-hmm. And then it was another that's it, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And the last thousand was like an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. But what I found was you were you were taking the first five thousand fifty percent of whatever you're earning and that's the amount of what your expenses should be mm-hmm. so when you had to figure out what your budget was your but you you were budgeting off of this and if you were doing this plan new you would follow it this way but if you were doing this plan and you're already in business and you have bad habits you would just take the percentages down so with the ten thousand because you were um, operating as you're operating you would take maybe 80% of it for operating expenses until you're able to budget to get those expenses down or increase the money to fit with, you know, within still save the money for taxes, um, operating expenditures, um, your savings accounts, because it's, it's different things that you have to have in place. And what I found when I started doing it probably about three years ago, saw the difference. Mm-hmm. Became more frugal because I understood I only have this amount of money to spend. Right. So I know I have to my rent. 
I know I'm and negotiating my rent. I know I need my rent to be X amount of dollars. So if, if the rent is more than that, that's not where I need to be. Right. I need to be somewhere that fits in that. Right. Um, employees, payroll, very important. Figuring out, okay, so how much can I afford to play, pay people and how do I get creative with it? So do I offer incentives? If we do this amount per month, then we can you get this bonus. But this is your base, and then it can be bonuses. Um, supplies, negotiating. When stuff is on sale, you buy it. Right. Right? So you just, you just become more frugal and watching how you spend your money. And with the savings, watching the savings grow. That's so true. That's one of the things I learned, first of all, is I started back saving again. Because right. as you know, one of my goals last year was to buy a house. So I started saving for that. And, uh, and I've met that goal, so I'm very happy about that. The next thing was is building my savings back up, you know, building right. my 401k back up, putting money back in. So really this last year and a half has helped me in that department of the savings department. You want to know that's a good idea. I want to bring the person on here to talk about that because yeah. what is your number? Yeah. What is your retirement number? And having those conversations, even as an entrepreneur, what is your retirement number? Mm-hmm. And how do you back into the age, you know, from the age you want to retire and how do you how do you get there? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like? You know, have you as an entrepreneur, have you written your life plan? Right. And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And then just to see, are you accomplishing this by being an entrepreneur? Because people sometimes even though you work hard as an entrepreneur, you manage your time. Right. Or you you are in more control of your time. You are. You are more control. You know, you have well, you have more control over your time. Correct. Um, but what do you do with it? You have to use it wisely. Like, I applaud all the people for the last year and a half who decided to go back to school or to get a certificate to expand their education so they could expand their business. You had to go back and learn new tricks. Learn, And you want well, let's talk about that, though, right? Because even, even with that, talking about industries and stuff. So most industries have some type of trade organization mm-hmm. or some society. And being a member of those trade organizations, societies, so that you're networking around people that are doing what you're doing because mm-hmm. it's valuable information because it's not a thing where we're in competition. We're complimenting. Exactly. Because there's enough money and enough business out there for everybody. It really is. You know, so how can all of us, how can everybody eat? Basically, as an entrepreneur, you need to be on top of your game. So you should always take a class. Okay, always. You should all if there's a new certificate or new anything in in the field that you're in, you should absolutely take that class. You know, get that certificate. You should go join a professional group. You know, if you're a marketer, then you want to be in the American Association of Marketers. You know, if you're an engineer, you want to be in the engineering group. You know, whatever business you're that you're in accountant where you're right, right if you're right. an accountant you want to be you know in that in, group in, in, our, in our in our states because we have a state society you right. have a um and those national society you learn a lot because when i tell you i've i told they have they put on stuff all the time and it's right it, and you can go to whatever you're interested in because that's how new information hits the market a that's lot correct. of times are through the trade organizations and at these conferences that they typically have every year they have extra learning they have uh, yep. extra education classes that you can take you know especially if you're in a position where you have to have any certifications or licensing or things of that nature or continuing education units right? exactly they have continuing education units so you want to make sure you're part of that you want to make sure you go to these events to find people like you in other cities who do the same thing you do so you can find out what are they doing this is working well for them, and can that work for me in my marketplace? Right, and what's best practices? And what's the be- exactly. what's best practice? So you have to talk to other people, especially if you don't have a mentor. So if you don't have a mentor in the business that you're in to help kind of guide you and run things by, then you need to go to these these events where there are like-minded people that you can talk to. Or build a relationship Or with. And build relationships, exactly. 
Uh, Rhonda, let me, being an entrepreneur, it is baptism by, by fire. fire. <laughs> it is. Baptism by fire. And, and I, when I said that, when I first heard, when I first heard that about 15 years ago, and I'm like, baptism by fire? Well, that can't be. Yeah, it's real. Because being an entrepreneur, the anxiety sometimes that you feel, because especially if you're coming from a place where you're used to getting a paycheck. Right. Every week, twice a month, twice every other week, you know, you you're used to getting this paycheck. And now sometimes you're eating chicken. Sometimes you're eating the feathers. That's right. You know, and sometimes you want to know what you're just not going to eat. That's right. And how do you handle the anxiety of that? Um, on and on. And I know being an entrepreneur now for um, for a very long time, because I don't want to age myself again, but being an entrepreneur for a very long time, learning how to deal with the ebbs and the flows so that now it's just a flow. That's right. It's just a flow. And it's consistent. Consistency. Consistency. And But also knowing that I can live off of this amount of money and be okay. Right. And having a savings account that said, you know, I'm not touching my savings for, mm-mm, no, not. Yeah. But what, I had to build it. What people have to learn, and I had to learn this, is to stop living beyond my means. What does know? that mean? <sighs> what does that mean? What does that mean? That means that if I made $10,000 a month, but I was spending $15,000 a month, I was living above my means. That means I was putting stuff on credit cards. And financing things that I absolutely could not pay for because I didn't make enough money. So what things were you? But but then what things are you? Are you? Are you financing? Are you? You know? Then let, let let's talk about that. other things, things. Other things, things I was like financing. What? Like what? Oh, what you buying? What you buying? Buying bunches of bunches clothes of what? Bunches and of what? things what? that are unnecessary for what? For what? Uh, maybe for traveling what? to some unnecessary place for what? For what? <laughs> for nothing. For what? <laughs> You so know, basically, you have to watch how you spend your money. But even that, though, like having a mentor. And I remember one of my mentors um, telling me that um, and she beautiful, beautiful wardrobe, um, actually absolutely fabulous. But what she said was, you're right. I didn't buy this all at one time. This is years of, you know, of doing it. And she told me about the purse fund. Mm hmm. And she said, you know, working, she knew she liked nice purses. Mm-hmm. So she would put X amount of dollars aside every month in her purse fund. Mm-hmm. And when it got to a certain dollar amount, she would treat herself and go buy her purse. And you absolutely should treat yourself. So I'm not saying Don't that. Don't treat Right, right. I'm She's, not saying that. I'm saying that uh, depending upon what your goals are. So let me explain. When I was in my 20s, my goal was to look cute at all the events. So I did a lot of shopping at a lot of high price stores. OK, because that's what I wanted to do. Then at a certain point, I woke up and decided, okay, that was fun, but that's not fulfilling me anymore. I need a house. So now I'm going to stop doing all of that spending at all these said stores. And that same money I was using to buy clothes and shoes and handbags, I decided to put in a savings account to save for a house. And so once I received, once I bought my first house, I was like, okay, goal accomplished. And then I started, you know, doing other things I wanted to do. But what that means is that even in business, if you're thinking about expanding your business and opening up another office in Pahrumpt or in Summerlin or anywhere in the United States, you have to save before you do it or you have to put the right systems in place. You just don't jump out there and do it. You have to make sure your money is correct personally and for business. And what we learned from the last year and a half is, is that we probably need to have about a year of operating expenses saved in the bank. So that if something happens like this again, we are able to keep our business afloat. What do you think about that, Leah? I love it. Because when you are um, talking about 
what does what does your life look like? So if you know your monthly expenses are um, ten thousand dollars a month, your savings account should be one hundred and twenty thousand. If you know your personal household expenses, and when I talk about personal, I'm talking about the basics with personal household expenses, meaning your mortgage, your um, utility bills, whatever work you have to have done around the house, whether it's the lawn or the pool or whatever, you know, adding all that stuff up and food, some basic needs, maybe buying yourself a little something. What is that per month? And if it's, let's say it's it's $4,000 a month. So $4,000 a month, so your, your clothing, food, shelter, all taken care of, $4,000 a month, multiply that times 12, that's that's 48000 How do you get to that 48000 saved? If it's 10000 in your business, it's 120000 So together you need 168000 How do you get there? Because where the numbers might sound large, if you know that those are the numbers, you know, because the numbers could be smaller, you know, mm-hmm. it could be 2000 mm-hmm. So your 2000 times your 12 months is 24000 How do you get that $24,000 saved? And you have to plan it. That's right. You have to plan it. And when you plan it, you plan it and you start doing. Right. Because for me, I sit down with a financial advisor at least three times a year. Mm-hmm. And five years ago, when someone asked me, do you need a financial planner? I said, no. But it hit. Don't. that's not what you do, Leah. Right. That's not what you do. Stay in your lane. So you have to build your squad around you with people that do, that do different things. I know I don't do marketing. I have a marketing degree. I don't do marketing. You know, I call on a professional, you know, like I my um, I was talking to the woman that does my nails and she was talking about, you know, how she was doing. She had some problems with her tax stuff or whatever, what have you. I said, well, why are you doing it? That's not what you do. Right. Go pay the professional that that's what they do, because I can sit home and play with my nails. It ain't going to look like you. You did it. It was like somebody was playing with it. Right. <laughs> so you playing with your I mean, playing with your stuff. That's why you pay the professional. And then you can hold the professional accountable because you don't spend all day thinking about your tax stuff. Right. I spend all day just looking at tax stuff. That's all I do. Right. So I I might see something that you necessarily wouldn't. Doesn't mean that you don't know because I want to have a conversation with you. But Rhonda, you know, I agree. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, we have to do it. And like I've always said many times, if you're a small business owner, you have to have your professionals help you with your business. That means your attorneys, your accountants, your bookkeepers, your marketing uh, consultants. You have to have those people. Uh, Look at the president. The president has a cabinet. A cabinet. A cabinet of 10 or 12 advisors. Who all have staff that work. And they all have a staff that work for them. Right. right? And each one of the staff members probably has an assistant. Right. So you're talking about a good 100 people that have some kind of insight on what's going on with this decision. And I... That's why, I mean, you, who's your team? Who's your squad? Who is your squad? As an entrepreneur, who is your squad? Who's that attorney that, that you can call? Who's that marketing person that you can call? Who's who's your accountant mm-hmm. that you can call? And Who's your banker? Who's your, and key, because, and, and very important, right? Because with, with, with banking, I know for, for me it works having good banking relationships mm-hmm. because it's easy when you can call the bank and and you need, I, I needed checks, for a certain account and I just called a bank and said, yo can you order me some checks alright Leah thank you 
or, you know, just shoot a simple email and you get a response, not a tomorrow, you know, not I'll get back to you or you're going to send something, I'm going to email you. No, having that relationship. Get to know your bank manager. Get to know your bank tellers. Get to know everyone who works in the bank because at the end of the day, you will need them for something. For something. You yep. may not even know, but you will need them. So it, it, it would behoove you to be nice to those people because you never know. Yeah, no, I have a good, you know, have a good relationship with the bank and we're actually with several banks and just having, just having a con, just being able to conversate, having good relate, you having good even your chamber of commerce. If you're if your business is part of your chamber of commerce, get to know the people, get to know the president, get to know the the office managers, get to know the program managers, get to know all of them because if something happens, you can pick up the phone and call them and they can help you. How about your network is your net worth? That's right. How about that? Right. Oh. That's right. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. And I'll tell you a little story. Last year when all this stuff popped off, I banked with Chase Bank. And mm. I could not figure out why I couldn't get my PPP loan application done through them. And I've been banking with them for a very, very long time. So when I couldn't get what I needed from them, I went to my chamber of commerce and spoke to my my account manager, if you will. That's not the right name. But anyway, spoke to my person from the chamber of commerce and said, hey, I'm having a problem at this bank, you know, getting this taken care of. And they were like, well, that particular bank is not looking to help small, small, small businesses. They're looking to help big businesses because that's how they make money. Right. Fine. He says, well, here, here's who you call. So then he gave me someone's name at the SBA to call to help me. And that person helped me. They sent me over to a bank that could help me. That happened to be a credit union and everything got worked out. But again, who's in your network? Who is, your, who is in your network? Who is in your network? You know, I called the head of the SBA here in Nevada and he gave me someone, a, a company to go to and make it happen. So you just have to know people. You just have to know who to call. So that means you have to network. I can't stay in my silo. You cannot stay in your silo. I can't stay in my silo. You cannot stay in your silo. But the silo is comfortable. It got a big TV. It is. And it's probably a nice couch and everything else. However, you cannot grow your business by staying in your silo. You have to network with people. You have to meet people. You have to get out there. You have to support other businesses. That's how you win. It's really very simple. It seems so complicated. (laughs) That means I got to talk to people. You have to talk to people. I have to talk to the people. And you have to be nice. To the people. To the people. To the people. <laughs> Got to be nice to the people. All right. Well, Rhonda, I am Leah Crawford. This is Rhonda Nolan. You've been listening to Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda, and we've had a fantastic conversation with you today. But anyway, I want to leave you with a little bit of information. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, there's some new grants that have come out. And if you have a business in the city of Las Vegas, there's a new grant. If you are a nonprofit or if you're a business that puts together programs that help people, it is called the City of Las Vegas uh, American Rescue Grant Program. Okay, and so if 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 you received a pets grant last year and you went to zoomgrants.gov, this is where you would go to fill out the pre-application. So in this pre-application, they ask you about your organization and what programs you are you are working on right now, and maybe some programs you want to put in the future. So you have to go to www.lasvegasnevada.gov/arp, and you have till August 13th to put in your pre-application. And there they have about 130 million dollars to give out, and you can get a grant up to 50 thousand dollars for your organization did you hear me people fifty 
$1,000. I'm sure that'll help some of the nonprofits out there, and I'm sure that'll help some of the other businesses that help in the community. So for more information, go to LasVegasNevada.gov, ARP, to check it out. Again, it is the American Rescue Plan grant. And if you have yourself together, you should go there, fill out the pre-application. They're taking pre-applications until August 13th, but they probably won't give the final approvals to later on this year and give out the money to December. But now's the time. Love it. Okay. and But you have to be in the city limits. You, your, your business, business has, has to be, be in the city Las limits. Vegas city limits. So That's if you correct. have a Las Vegas business license. Correct. If you have a Las, Be- Las Vegas business license, you uh, qualify for this particular loan. You qualify. Or grant. Grant. Okay. It's not a loan. grant. Right. Okay. So we got to be strategic and figuring out how we get these for-profit businesses to qualify right. for this money. That's right. That's right. Huh. Yeah. So I was, Interesting. Pretty, I was pretty excited to hear about that. They rolled that program out on Tuesday and uh, been telling, you know, different groups and organizations about it. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of happy about it because uh-huh. there, there are still some businesses out there that are not at 100 percent. And if you're a business or a nonprofit that's not at 100 percent. But that's not what that grant says, though. Well, well, if you have. Yes, it is, because you could have a business, right, where you have a program that you're helping people, but maybe your funding fell through. So you still need funding to work said programs. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. This is for businesses that are helping the community that need funding. These are for nonprofits that need funding. That's nonprofits, but you said for it's for also for-profit businesses. It's for-profit, so, but your business has to be something that helps the community. Because there are for-profit businesses that do things within the community, in the small business community, and in the community, period. Define that for me. Help me to understand that. <laughs> help me. I mean, no, because it sounds good, but I, I just I just need help connecting the dots on that one. Because as a as a because what it sounds like and I could be I mean, I just I just need to understand how to connect the dots or explain to me what type of business. The key areas being considered are nonprofit support, affordable housing, business assistance and public assistance. Business applicants must be physically located within the city of Las Vegas jurisdiction. Nonprofits. Go ahead. Nonprofits located outside of the city of Las Vegas jurisdiction. But providing services within the city are also eligible. To determine your business or nonprofit is located in the city of Las Vegas, visit www.lasvegasnevada.gov. Okay, so I'm listening to the criteria, and I just need to under. And I, I, you want to know what that's a phone call? Because I need to understand. Because if you are, because oh, it's the funds are for for-profit businesses and non-profit businesses. Mm-hmm. And if I'm a nail salon, I'm not back at 100% capacity, right? <laughs> But by the way this is written, I'm in the city of Las Vegas. I don't qualify for the grant. You do not. Based, on, based on the application that based I've off seen. The, uh, and, and, I, and I guess that's. You do not. That's, not this part. Right. That's And I guess it'll, it'll expand more because I understand nonprofits because they are offering services. They might have lost funding. But the reality of it is a lot of the monies that were out there were for small business owners. The small business owners. So I, I would, I would ask because how if I am a nail salon, if I am um, a restaurant, even though there are other monies out there now for restaurants because they just started funding the, the, the grants for the, I mean the um, idols for restaurants. I'm a restaurant. I can't open back up. Doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not giving food packages to, I mean to people. I am, this is my business. I'm servicing. And because of capacity limits, because of all these things, I can't, I can't I, I'm not This is not for people. you unless you had a nonprofit arm to your business. Right. But 
again, I'm in the city. I mean, I, I get But this it. is not for you. This I is for it. a special segment of People. nonprofits and businesses right. right now. Now, they may have something a little later down the line, right. like they did last year. At the end of the year, they had the Pets Grant. Right. And they tried to give as many small businesses as they could, at least $10,000. They might do that towards the end of the year. But right now, the fo- the focus is on nonprofits and businesses that are serving the community. That are serving. That's why I said define businesses that are serving. For-profit businesses that are serving the community. And I'm sure that there's an explanation out there. I just want to understand what it is got it all right well Rhonda 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 again again we came on twice this month that was good yeah we did they did so lovely to be able to talk to our fellow business people also today also uh, if you have a chance today or sometime this weekend, go back to the SBAs.gov and there is a, a talk that's ha- that happened on Thursday with uh, President Vice President uh, Harris and uh, the SBA. And, it's, it's, and the topic is getting back on track, getting yourself together to get your business back on track and to be profitable. So since today is Saturday and the event already happened, you could go to SBA.gov and watch the webinar and it gives you some interesting information on help uh, educational-wise, to get your business and yourself back on track. All right, now. Well, until next month. Until next month. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and be safe. Bye, Las Vegas. Goodbye. You have been listening to a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you heard do not necessarily represent the views of KUNV Las Vegas, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education.